Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And And we're Identical identical Twins. This is Hymn Talk Twin Talk. And it's episode number 88. 88 88 seems like a big deal. I know. It's like the number of keys on the piano. 88. Kelly, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So 88 keys on a piano, double digits, 88. We Mm -hmm. have a wonderful episode for everybody today. And you know what? We're not going to talk about who requested it. Because it was basically all of you. (laughs) If you follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Mm -hmm. we ran a poll Mm -hmm. to get just the right hymn for today. Yes. Now, way back when our podcast started, we chose to release our episodes on a Monday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Carrie did her research and Monday know. seemed to be the best They're day. Like, have it ready for your Monday commute. You right, know, right, like that's right. what we did. So when we looked at the calendar, we realized that September 11th was on a Monday. Mm-hmm. So it was the exact day this episode was com- going to come out. And we felt like a responsibility to do just the right hymn. Right. You know. So we did a poll on social media. Mm-hmm. We gave people seven hymns to choose from. And how did we find those seven hymns? I mean, we knew we wanted it to be a hymn of hope. A hymn of comfort. Yeah, so we gave everyone seven options. Okay, so let's go over the options. Okay. We did it alphabetically, so it was Abide With Me, Be Still My Soul, Higher Ground, I'll Fly Away, Nearer My God to Thee, Oh God Our Help in Ages Past, The King of Love, My Shepherd Is. Those are all awesome. They are all great hymns. Now, we ran the poll twice. Okay. So people could have voted multiple times. Yeah. And also, if people follow us on Instagram and Facebook, they could have voted twice that way. Yeah. So there were plenty of opportunities to vote. And a couple were definitely in the lead. Mm-hmm. For a long time, it was between Abide With Me, Be Still My Soul, and Nearer My God to Thee. So for a while, we were going, which one is it going to be? Which one is it going to be? But just as it was time to tally up the votes, there was one clear Clear winner. winner. And it just so happened that in our research, we learned that this hymn was actually played by the Salvation Army Band at Ground Zero 10 days after the attacks. So I don't think that people voted and knew that this was played there, but there is this connection between the hymn and the 9-11 attacks. Well, I mean, people who voted for it know how comforting it is. The Salvation Army Band knew. Mm -hmm. And we're really hoping that as you listen to it today, you will be comforted by Mm -hmm. this hymn. Mm -hmm. So we just gave you a big hint. A big hint. If you remember 10 days after 9-11. Yeah, but we also gave you the top three choices. Yes. It's one of those three. So it's one of those three. It was sung at many funerals of famous people. Yes. It was sung for the funeral of Mother Teresa. It was sung for the funeral of hymn writer and missionary Adoniram Judson Gordon. It was played at former President Richard Nixon's funeral. Wow. Now, I totally can see that it would be sung at a funeral. Right. I'm a little surprised that it was sung and played at the wedding of Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth. Right. 
It said that it was joyously sung. Okay. So they must have, you know, yeah. made it made it faster, faster and louder. louder. Yep. Sure, sure. So are all of these hints narrowing it down for you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because this is a hymn that actually surprised me at how popular it was. Uh, me too. Right, okay. Yeah. You, both of us. Both of us did our research separately. I, I and like I didn't a, know that it was going to be this popular. I mean, I feel like it's a great hymn. It's a good hymn. It's a fine hymn. I didn't know it would have this mass appeal. Right. And I'll tell you, learning everything I learned about it, mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I am a fan. I can understand the mass appeal. Yeah, I... As, I've sung it, I've seen it, mm-hmm. I've heard it, but it wasn't until I really studied it this week that mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Powerful. I mean, and it, so we've seen it at religious ceremonies. We saw, we just told you that it was played mm-hmm. at Ground Zero. How about it is played every year in Australia and New Zealand as part of their Anzac Day ceremonies, which I guess are similar to our Veterans Days. Oh, so they're honoring the people who have died in service. Right. And they sing this. Now, in 2012, we saw that it was sung during the opening ceremonies in London Mm. of the Olympics. Wow. And there was this pop singer. Her name was Amelie Sandy. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Mm -hmm. But she sang it. They said it was really powerful, really poignant, really beautiful. You can actually hear the recording online. Right, right. Um, And it was a supposed to be a beautiful tribute to the victims of the 7-7 terror attacks in London. So there had been a bomb, the London bombings um, on July 7th of 2005. They're called 7-7. And that's why she sang it at the Olympics in 2012. Wow. So it really has been sung and played a lot. Carrie, Let's let's announce the hymn our listeners voted on to bring us comfort and hope on this anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. The hymn is Abide Abide With with Me. Me. We hope you're happy. We hope that this hymn really does bring you some comfort today. Mm -hmm. And um, we hope that at the end of the episode, you love the hymn just like we do. I wonder if when, you know, people hear the words Abide With Me, they automatically hear the tune because I do. Me too. It just comes right into my head. Abide with me. Just those three words and four notes. I mean, it's just so clear Mm -hmm. what hymn we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's classify this hymn, Kelly. Right. What is it? I think many hymnals categorize the hymn and they put it in the hymnal, like in this category of evening song, Mm -hmm. evening hymn. Mm -hmm. This is church services that were held in the evening. I mean, it's it makes perfect sense. And you would sing Abide With Me for this evening service. Mm -hmm. But it also could be in the section of the hymnal for hymns of hope or hymns of comfort. I have seen that. Mm -hmm. It also is a prayer. Mm -hmm. It is us praying to Jesus, abide with me. So it could be a prayer hymn. And, I mean, we've already seen it because of Nixon and Mm -hmm. A.J. Gordon. I mean, it is a funeral hymn. So what are we calling it, Kelly? I want to classify this as a funeral hymn. Okay. For a few reasons. One is just the very fact that Light, the hymn writer that we're going to learn about it, wrote it towards the end of his life when he knew death was coming. Mm -hmm. Also, it talks about evening. It talks about the day coming to an end in the hymn. But most of the time in like theological and biblical and devotional writing... Evening is a metaphor for the close of life. It's a transition from life's day to heaven's morning. And Light himself knew that that was happening. 
Um, and and there is a quote from a hypnologist. Now, this is a direct quote. We've quoted from this hypnologist before. <clears throat> Attention, please. He wrote when describing Abide With Me, it is almost too intense and personal for ordinary congregational use. Right. So if it was a hymn of hope and comfort, if it was a prayer hymn, and if it was an evening hymn, you, of course, would have that sung by a congregation at any worship service. But he's saying that it's really almost too intense and personal for that. It should be saved for funerals. And I have to tell you that I can't think of a funeral that I haven't done Abide With Me at. I usually do it for preludes or postludes Mm -hmm. or special music. Even if we're not singing it, I am playing that tune. Just at first glance, like looking at the title, Mm -hmm. you might think it has like some old-fashioned language. How often do we use the word abide? Abide. That's not really in our vocabulary nowadays. No, no. It it just seems like there would be so many other words that you would use Mm -hmm. instead of abide. So... So I looked it up. Let's define it. Let's define it. it. Just abide in the dictionary. To remain, continue, stay, to have one's abode, Mm -hmm. dwell, or reside. But it also could mean can mean to endure, sustain, or withstand without yielding or submitting. So all of these words, all of these definitions for the word abide is not just someone staying physically close, not just kind of staying nearby, but it's as close as possible. Not just in the same room, but like right beside us holding our hand. And it's in the hymn, it's in life and in death, abide mm. with us. Mm. Who are you asking that of, if not the Lord? Right. Abide with me now in life and abide with me in death, in the future. And again, it isn't a phrase that we hear very often, abide with me. Uh, As you said it, as soon as we hear it, we just hear the hymn. Right. But I did find a novel. Okay. With the title, Abide With Me. Oh, okay. This is the author you were telling me about, Elizabeth Strout. I've totally read her. She's an award-winning novelist. She's won the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. Plus the O. Henry Prize. I mean, she's an acclaimed author. So I read Olive Kittredge, Mm -hmm. which I think is a treasure. It is such a well-crafted book. Mm. Um, It's also very ingenious the way she approached mm. the story well i mean i'm a fan of this author she's she's written some great books she's from new hampshire she's local to us she lived in new hampshire and maine mm. and the book that she wrote abide with me takes place in a small maine town i feel like she has an affinity for new england sure yeah you know and we and for us who actually live here reading those books is just so familiar to yeah. us Yeah, and so she wrote this book. This was her long-awaited second novel, Abide With Me. And it was about a reverend. So there were themes of faith in the book. It was about a reverend who had lost his wife and he was dealing with grief. So that makes sense to have this hymn and this title be about a man who's Mm grief-stricken. So I kind of am adding Abide With Me, the novel, to my TBR list, which is to be read. (laughs) To be read. (laughs) Yeah, I would too, actually. So, I mean, it's a phrase that we see in the hymn and the novel. I mean, is there any way, like, she copied the hymn? I mean, it has to be something that she's heard. I mean, that's not a coincidence. However, Abide With Me is from the Bible. It's that famous passage in Luke when the 
travelers on the road to Emmaus meet Mm. Jesus. They don't know that it's him. And this is, some would say, the hymnspiration of this hymn. Right, hymnspiration. Okay, so let's look at the book of Luke. This is Luke chapter 24. When the travelers on the road to Emmaus see Jesus, they don't know it's Jesus. Jesus keeps his identity a secret. They don't know. He's the risen Lord, and he asks them, what's going on? What's happening? And, you know, they say, haven't you heard? You know, this a big thing just happened. And the day is coming to a close, and this is Luke 24, 29, and it says, they constrained him, saying, abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. That's the New King James Version. So a little bit more modern words. They urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. And all the hymnologists and all the research says that this is the hymnspiration for at least that opening line. Right. Abide with me. Fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens. Lord, with me abide. It goes on. I mean, do you think people sing it as slow as we do? I feel like that was slow. I usually like take things super fast but for this one I like to go nice and slow so he's literally quoting what the travelers say Mm -hmm. to Jesus stay with us the darkness is coming the day is ending stay and so people say that that's the inspiration but once you sing all of the lyrics there's so many of them we're going to get into it light the hymn writer had eight original verses right those first two lines about the travelers saying that to Jesus are just just a little tiny bit of the song. Right. So let's read all of these verses. Kelly, let's read all eight. Okay. And while we're reading them, we have kind of a special treat. Mm-hmm. We are sharing the music of Canadian singer, violinist, pianist, Rosemary Siemens. She is so talented. Mm-hmm. We're going to share all her information, but we have her playing it on the violin. It's so pretty. Right. So let's listen to her music Mm -hmm. and let's read all of Light's words. Mm -hmm. Verse 1. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. Verse 2. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. Earth's joys grow dim, its glories pass away. Change and decay in all around I see. O thou who changest not, abide with me. Verse 3. Not a brief glance, I beg a passing word. But as thou dwellest with thy disciples, Lord, familiar, condescending, Patient, free, come, not to sojourn, but abide with me. Verse 4. Come not in terrors as the king of kings, but kind and good, with healing in thy wings. Tears for all woes, a heart for every plea. Come, friend of sinners, and thus bide with me. Verse 5. 
Thou on my head in early youth didst smile, and though rebellious and perverse meanwhile, thou hast not left me, oft as I left thee, on to the close, O Lord, abide with me. Verse 6. I need thy presence every passing hour. What but thy grace can foil the tempter's power? Who, like thyself, my guide and strength can be, through cloud and sunshine, oh, abide with me. Verse 7. I fear no foe with thee at hand to bless. Ills have no weight and tears no bitterness. Where is death's sting? Where grave thy victory? I triumph still if thou abide with me. Verse 8. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning breaks and earth's vain shadows flee. In life, in death, O Lord, abide with me. So when we say all the words, it's a lot faster than when we sing them. It's true, it's true. <laughs> but still, eight verses is long, mm-hmm, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine a service, funeral, or regular worship service mm-hmm. that you would sing all eight verses. Right. Impossible. And you might say, well, he didn't mean for it to be a hymn. He meant for it to be a poem because he's a lyric writer, right? So he was writing the poem. But we learned that he wrote music for it. Mm-hmm. So he was thinking that you were going to sing all eight verses. Right. He had a hymn tune to put with these words. Mm-hmm. It never caught on. Right. Once we got the tune that we all know today, it was really never put mm-hmm. with another tune. Mm-hmm. These words are so closely married to the tune that we know. Right. And you just heard, we sang it a little bit mm-hmm. already, and mm-hmm. you just heard Rosemary play it so beautifully I know. on the violin. So but why don't we just do a verse of Light's original okay. music? Just just to hear it. And maybe it'll become clear why it never caught on. Okay. <laughs> Abide with me, fast falls the eventide, the darkness deepens, Lord with me abide, when other helpers Comforts flee, help of the helpless. Oh, abide with me. I mean, I don't know. I feel like in that tune, you lose all the words. Yeah. It was like almost like I, I don't know. No, it was not the tune that it was meant to be with. I mean, we can... Definitely share this music. Yes, yeah. We can definitely share this Henry Francis Light tune. Good for him for writing words and music. We don't always see that. No, and it is his only tune that he wrote. I mean, good for good effort. Yeah. A for effort, A Henry for effort. Francis Thanks for Light. <laughs> but we're going to stick with Even Died. All right, so we talked a lot, Carrie, about Henry Francis Light on episode 66 when yes. we talked about 
Praise my soul, the king of heaven. Yes. So if you want to learn a whole lot about him and even like some tourist destinations in England, because we did talk about that, go back and listen to that one. But let's just give our listeners a quick refresher on Henry Henry Francis Francis Light. Henry Francis Light was born on June 1st, 1793 in Ednam, United Kingdom. We say United Kingdom, but we mean Scotland. He was a Scotsman. Yes. We loved sharing his story on the other episode. Mm-hmm. You know, he was much loved in his town when mm-hmm. he moved there. Mm-hmm. We called him, do you remember, Kelly, the Pied Piper? Yes. He started a Sunday school in his town that had 700 kids. Right. And they flocked to him. And we read that he was handsome, mm-hmm. that he was very, very tall. He was kind of a striking man. I mean, he you kind of remembered him when you met him. I mean, I think of his Sunday school with 700 kids. I, I mean, literally, that's like an elementary school. Yeah. Like he literally just opened his own school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also subsidized his income by tutoring like nobilities, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nobility sons, you know, and made a lot of money that way. Um, you could go and see his resting place. You could go and see the church that he served in. And you can go and actually visit his house, which is now a hotel called the Berry Head Hotel. Yes. I remember talking about this. <laughs> I want to go there. Mm-hmm. Where's our captain? This is your captain speaking. <laughs> I would love to go to England and be right on the water in this fishing village. Now, he died in 1847, and Mm -hmm. yet his family members stayed in that house until 1949. Wow. So that that was a long legacy of his family in that house. And then they sold it in 1949, and it became a hotel. So if you notice, the hymn was written in 1847, and he died in 1847. It really was the last thing he wrote. Mm -hmm. So there is a little bit of debate about when exactly the hymn was first begun. I mean, some accounts say that he gave a sermon. It was his final sermon. He insisted on giving the sermon. And his family members, he had five children. His family members said, no, you're too weak. We don't want you to give the sermon. But he said, no, I have to give it. He really, really did insist. And um, we have some writings from his daughter who wrote about him. And they had a quote from him. And I actually love this quote. Attention, please. He said, it was better to wear out than to rust out. Mm-hmm. Did you see that quote? I saw that quote. Kelly and I had to really think about it know, for a me second. Too, me too. Wearing out and rusting out, aren't they just doing the same thing? But then I thought about it. So if it's something is rusting, it's just because it's sitting there right. and getting wrecked by the elements. Right. But, but if, if it's, it's being worn out, right. it's because you're using it. Right. Yeah. So that's what he said. So his family agreed to let him do his final sermon. And we actually have the final sermon. It was written down. Mm. And so you can find that online and find uh, everything that he said. But I have this one quote from the sermon that really kind of shows that he knew he was close to death. Okay. Which is sad. He was only 54. So he shouldn't have been thinking his life was close to death, but he knew. And he said in the sermon, Oh, brethren, I stand here among you today as alive from the dead, if I may hope to impress it upon you and induce you to prepare for that solemn hour which must come to all by a timely acquaintance with the death of Christ. So he's saying, we're all going to die. You're going to die too. You need to get to know Christ. Those were his words of his final sermon. 
And they told him they didn't even want him to do it. But he insisted. He insisted. He insisted. So then the story goes that he finished the sermon, went back to his room, and it says it says that he wrote it right then. He wrote it right then. Other sources say that it was found in a drawer of something that he had written years before, and he only kind of tweaked it at that moment. So whether or not he wrote it from scratch after that sermon and before his death, or whether he just kind of edited it, um, either way, hmm. either way, he died three weeks after that sermon. So it was published posthumously. What's that? What's that? What's I don't know. That? Do you think our listeners know that word posthumously? I think so. Although I'm not sure how to say it. I know. Posthumously? Pos- posthumously. <laughs> I like that. All right. So yeah, this was just published after he died. Right. And we right. see this actually a lot. Oh, yes. With literature, it's published after the person dies. I have to say, though... I don't think we see it as much in hymns. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of these hymn writers are pastors. They need to get the right. the hymn out so that people can sing it on right. Sunday. So I don't think it happens quite as much mm-hmm. in the world of church music. Mm-hmm. But it does happen, of course. And so his daughter printed it in 1847. This is the hymn written by Henry Francis Light. It's so great, and I'm so glad we got to see him again, right? We saw him for Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, and now we get to see him again. The guy who wrote the music is new to Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. I know, this is so exciting. We have not had him. He is definitely a prolific composer and church musician. Right. And now we get his tune. Mm -hmm. He actually calls it Eventide. Right. So the tune has its own title, but when you name it Eventide, I mean, he is definitely putting it with the hymn Abide With Me. Right. And it's really not with any other words. Right. And I think that he's really calling it an evening hymn, an even song. Right. That's you his interpretation right, of it. That's his interpretation. You don't put a title eventide right. for a song that isn't an evening right. song. So we talked about evening songs for the day thou gave us the right. Lord has ended. And that was definitely the end of the day, an evening hymn to be played during an evening church service. And that was episode 79. Yep. And it was literally evening. Mm-hmm. And... I never could get the title right. I know you still can't. The the, the day, day thou gave us Lord, Lord gave us the day thou gave us Lord is ended. Okay, let's talk about this tune writer monk. I don't even know his first William name. William Henry Monk. William Henry. Okay. William Henry Monk was born on March sixteenth, eighteen twenty three, in London, England. So. William Henry Monk was incredibly talented. He was an organist. He got his first job at the age of 18 playing the organ at St. Peter's Church in Eaton Square, right in central London. Now, he lived his whole life in this London area, Mm, and he spent his young adult years as organists at three different churches. He was at St. Peter's Church in Eaton Square for two years. He was at St. George's Church on Albemarle Street for two years. And then he was at St. Paul's Church in Portman Square for two years. He just stayed right in the area. I feel like he must have been making connections and and establishing relationships and friendships with all of these churchgoers all over London. Right. So after those six years working around London, he became choir master and organist at St. Matthias Church in Stoke, Newington. And Monk was here for 37 years until he died. So Hmm. moving around, you know, for those two years at a church, he definitely stopped doing. Um, At St. 
St. Matthias Church, he was the choir master and organist. And I have to say that I was a little curious about all of these churches. Right. So I looked at the map. If we were going to do a little London <laughs> church tour, okay. do you think we could do it? Sure. All right. So all of these churches are within seven miles of each other, Cal. So wow. we, you know, he really didn't go far. He did not go far, but because of the traffic and everything, it's actually would be a 45 minute drive. But if we wanted to spend the day, we could visit mm-hmm. all of these London churches. Okay. Do you want to go to London? Yes. You don't have to ask me twice. This is your captain. I mean, I would love it. I would love it. So St. Matthias Church looks like a beautiful church. You know, I looked it up because he was there for so long. So St. Matthias Church is recognized around the world for its famous architecture. The architect was William Butterfield. He completed the church in 1853, and that's exactly when our guy Monk started to work there. So he was the first music director in this brand new church. In this brand new, beautiful church. And when I went to the church's website, it says that. Our very first music director was William Henry Monk. So I looked up the church just to get a little bit more information. It says that the architect was one of the most influential Victorian Gothic architects in the 19th century. And I just looked up the guy, William Butterfield. He has so many buildings and churches that he's done. Mm. I mean, the list just went on and on. And it was all over the United Kingdom. It was Scotland. It was um, Ireland. It was Wales. And there were even a few in Australia. Wow. Now, I thought it might be interesting to note his architectural style. Okay. So, do you have any idea what polychromy is? What's many, that? Is it many What's colors? That? Polychromy? <laughs> so, I had to look up polychromy because I was curious. So, it is, I mean, of course, many colors, but it's really about these architectural elements. So, sculptures, decorations in a variety of colors, but it's really about the items themselves. So it's about using different colored bricks oh. or different colored metals or, or stone or granite So and putting them all together. Okay. So you can use the term polychromy when you're painting, but in architecture, you know, it would be about looking at these multicolored bricks or mm. multicolored tiles. Well, that must be where Andrew Lloyd Webber got the title, Joseph and his amazing polychromy. <laughs> Dream coat. <laughs> what are you even talking about? Well, multicolored polychromy. <laughs> um, that was the rejected original title. Right. They went with Technicolor instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's a little bit of history of the architect. Now, the thing of it is, is this is what this man is famous for. Right. So if we go to St. Matthias on our church tour, yeah. We actually won't see the polychromy. Oh, no. So it's one of the one time, one of the only times that he did not use it, right. even though that's what he was famous right. for. Right. So while our director of music, Doctor Monk, was there, mm. he formed an amateur choir. We love it, and they would actually sing his own arrangements. Right. So he would just write for them. He wrote. Over a hundred hymns, and one of them is one of my favorites. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why this hymn, I don't think we've sung it very much in our life, but it always, always is special to me. Do you remember the hymn, For the Beauty of the Earth? Yes. And I love his tune, because you can have For the Beauty of the Earth with many different tunes. Right, right. But I love when he's- His the one that we know. Yeah. Lord of all, to thee we raise- 
This our hymn of grateful praise. That's him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for people who know Kelly and know our, a little bit of our story, Kelly um, left our church after a mm-hmm. long time of serving, and we had a big celebration for her, and I created, arranged this kind of going away song for her, and I put that right, melody right, in it. Right, I have always loved it. So William Henry Monk, he wrote over 100 hymns. I don't know many of them, but these two ones I think are really mm. special. Abide with me and for the beauty of the earth. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And maybe we'll someday put for the beauty of the earth on oh, the podcast. That should be on the podcast yes. for sure. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't call it like a hymn of comfort. No. But it's funny. He has a hundred hymns, mm-hmm. probably more actually from what Definitely. we know. Um, and those are the only two that we know. Mm-hmm. But one, Abide With Me, is very well known. Yeah. I mean, it was just voted on by yeah. our listeners. People love it. Yeah. All right. So... This hymn definitely has shown that it has that lasting power, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It is so old and people still sing it and people still want to hear it. Mm -hmm. So I was really interested in finding out if the hymn had been in any movies. Oh, this is our favorite segment on the podcast, you guys. Let's Let's go to to the the movies. We love when Hollywood borrows from church music. So I found that there were several movies that featured this hymn. Wow. All right. So the first thing I found was one of my favorite actors. Okay. I mean, really one of my favorite actors. So I had to watch the movie, Kelly. I couldn't not watch it. All right. So this is, you know, how well does Kelly know Carrie? Okay. (laughs) One of my favorite actors. He's so talented. All right. Who? So talented. He's so talented. Like he can act. And he does sing everything. And dance. He does everything. Well, I was going for like Tom Hanks. Okay, he's but now good. I don't want to say it because I don't think that he sings and dances. Although, yeah, but he writes. He produces. No, he... I'm I'm taking away the Tom Hanks. Okay, yeah, Tom Hanks. Um, my guess is Bradley Cooper. No, I do like Bradley Cooper. I know, me not too. as much as and this guy. Oh, not as much as this guy. I don't know. Okay, I'm toying between two now. All right, just say it. Okay, so it's either, don't say yes or no. Okay, I won't. Neil Patrick Harris or Hugh Jackman? Well, am I giving you right or wrong? One of them is right and one One of them them is is wrong. Oh my gosh, do I know my sister? Well, you gave me a really big hint when you said so talented. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it's Hugh Jackman. He was just on Broadway. Yeah. I mean, I love Hugh Jackman. I do too. The greatest showman. Jean Valjean. The music man. (laughs) Wolverine. Right, Wolverine. (laughs) All right, so that's actually the movie, Kelly. Wolverine? Yep. So the, the one with his claws? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it, Carrie. Okay. Have you ever seen it? So like, I, Wolverine isn't one of the X-Men. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and when you watch an X-Men movie, there's the Wolverine and he has his claws yeah. coming out of his hands. Oh, but then there was a spinoff. No, no, no. It's like a future story. <laughs> so Wolverine... I think his name is Logan. Oh, it is Logan. It is Logan. Because that's what we named our dog Logan once okay, upon a so time. Okay, so his name is Logan. Yeah. So yeah. Wolf, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine and he's Logan. <laughs> and Logan is the name of the movie. And it takes place in the year 2029. Wow, that's actually coming up. And I love Hugh Jackman, but he looks kind of old in it. <laughs> he 
2029. In 2029. Yeah. I mean, he has kind of grayish in his hair and he has to wear reading glasses. <laughs> oh, no. So do we. We have to wear yeah. reading glasses. So the big superhero can't see very well. Yeah. Which I don't even understand because isn't he like immortal? Wasn't he alive in like the Civil War? Like, why is he getting old? <laughs> so anyway. I wonder if Danny's going to listen to this one because he will be yelling at the radio. <laughs> so I almost called Danny. You Kelly's, Kelly's husband would have loved to talk about Logan, Logan. with me. Yeah. Okay. So Logan is actually a very hard movie to watch. Oh. And I don't like seeing Hugh Jackman like this. Oh. It is so violent. Oh. It is so horrible. I mean, I kind of had it on while I was doing other things. I don't know why anybody would want to sit and watch it. Oh my God. It is rated R. Sorry, Hugh. Yeah, like, it is rated R. This movie's such a bad review. I mean, people, you know, you can see it and, you know, whatever. If you're a huge Wolverine fan, it was a lot. It was a lot. And in one scene in the movie, they're in a house and. they're watching a movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like a movie about watching a movie. And in the movie, they're watching this old Western from 1953 called Shane. Oh, I I remember that movie. And in the movie, the song Abide With Me is on. So they are watching the movie where the hymn is. Right. And I just, I kind of looked into it a little bit. So the director chose for them to watch Shane. And what Shane did as a 1953 Western was it really showed like the brutal violence of guns. Like if you Mm. never thought like what guns could do, like it showed you in a really brutal way. In the same way, Logan was like showing what these claws can do. Like maybe you just thought, oh, he's cool. He has claws. He can fight the bad guys. But like when you really think about what they're doing. So both movies did like the same kind of thing in terms of violence, which... I don't really want to sit through, but they made their point. Right. You know? Right. It was also in a movie called 28 Days Later. So it has the actor that Killian Murphy in it. Okay. And it is a story of like a zombie-like apocalypse. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, these like chimpanzees, they were doing these testing on animals and these chimpanzees got out and basically spread, you know, havoc and and everybody died and there were zombies that is not the movie i had in my mind no it's not at all later okay it's not at all no i did not watch this one but it's interesting to me that both of them are rated r and they're very uh violent Violent, and hard to watch yeah and the third movie i found it in was brimstone which is another movie that you know rated r yeah it actually says that it's a story of survival Mm. against the unforgiving cruelty of hell on earth wow yeah so and they're heavy i know and then you have shane from 1953 so these movies that i found abide with me in they really are classified as horror oh logan is horror yeah i didn't even know that thriller and they're scary they're violent and they're dark and these movie makers chose Mm. the hymn abide with me to kind of balance it yeah when you hear this melody it almost sounds haunting in the movie because it doesn't fit with the whole theme of the right, movie. Right. Um, but yeah, I think there's a reason why you choose a hymn like Abide With Me yeah. when you're directing a rated R horror movie. Violent movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. I think it's amazing that these movie makers chose the hymn. Yeah. You know? And when you think of this hymn as being like a hymn of comfort, mm-hmm. 
if these characters in the movies who are going through these really difficult mm. experiences, that him should mm-hmm. be comforting. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this actually before we started recording. Yeah. That if you have a friend who is a non-believer who's going mm. through a rough time, you know, our first instinct might be to like share pieces of scripture. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled, you know. There's so much in the Psalms that Jesus is our refuge and our strength. But maybe it's hard to share scripture. And maybe that is a door that would be closed really fast. And maybe it is easier to share a special song. Yeah, I mean, I think if you know someone's going through something difficult Mm. to share Abide With Me, even Mm. like the video, we're going to share Rosemary Seaman's performance, right? The violin, singing, Mm -hmm. the piano, she's so talented, to share her YouTube channel and say, listen to this song, Mm. I think it might help you. Yeah, sharing an MP3 cal or a video, I don't know, it just doesn't seem intimidating. It doesn't Mm. seem overbearing. You're just sharing a song. Mm -hmm. And sharing a hymn can open the door Mm -hmm. to more conversations about faith and prayer and your personal walk with the Lord. I mean, I look at this Abide With Me hymn, especially if you look at all eight verses, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, that it really does say who God is. It really does say who God is. I mean, just who is God? Verse one, he's the help of the helpless. So if you're in a situation where you feel helpless, this song is telling you that Jesus is the help of the helpless. And then in verse two, I love that Henry Francis Light reminds us that God doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Who he was from the beginning of time is who he is right now. Mm -hmm. The words say change and decay in all around I see. Earth's joys grow dim, but thou who changest not abide with me. Mm. And especially if someone's going through like a personal hurt, Mm. you know, the people around you will fail you. Right. The people around you can change and be disappointing, but Jesus never will. Right. And then we have this verse three, Carrie, that isn't in our hymnals because it's a little weird. It doesn't quite rhyme. And there's some words that we wouldn't use in this context. Doesn't work. I mean, it calls Jesus familiar, condescending, patient, free. So when we hear that word condescending, that's not a great word. I wouldn't call Jesus condescending. But we know that that word in theology is Jesus coming down to earth to be with us. Like he lowered himself. It's not that he speaks to us in a condescending manner. So yeah, so this verse isn't sung anymore, but it says that he's familiar. He's a friend. We know him. He's condescending. He came to us. Mm -hmm, He mm -hmm. didn't have to. He's patient, he's free, and he did not come to like pass through. He came to stay. And we know that he came to stay because he left us with the Holy Spirit. And then in verse four, I mean, there's so many things about verse four. I mean, again, just describing who Jesus is. He's kind, he's good, he heals. And then he calls us his friend. Mm -hmm. He calls Mm -hmm. us his friend. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we're hearing about who God is, we are reminded who we are, you know, because he's all of these things, but we're not. Mm -hmm. We're not. And that is a nice line of lies that we have been fed. You know, we're we're God. We're just as good. We can do anything. We can do everything. But in that verse four, he's kind. He's good. He heals. He takes away your tears. He's the king of kings. And we are the sinners, friend of sinners. And I love that light chose to put that phrase in there, friend of sinners. Mm. And then moving on to verse five, 
it again admits who we are. We're rebellious. It says perverse. Again, again. another verse that we don't sing anymore. Yeah. But it says, thou hast not left me, even though I have left you. And those are Light's words at the end of his life. That, that feels like a confession to me. Mm. I have left you. I have not done the right things. I have been rebellious, but you have stayed faithful to me. So the original verse six is our verse three, but mm -hmm. these were Light's verse six. Mm -hmm. um, I need thy presence every passing hour. We're talking about how we need him with us yes. all the time. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how we are tempted to sin mm -hmm. and we need his grace. Mm -hmm. All right. And then verse seven, this is included in some hymnals. It's actually not included in our hymnal at church. He is actually quoting Paul's words from the book of first Corinthians. Where is death sting? Where grave thy victory? We do not have to fear. The ills of the world have no weight. The tears have no bitterness because we triumph because of Jesus's resurrection. I triumph still if thou abide with me. That's Jesus, the risen Lord. But those are the words that people need to hear right. to receive comfort and hope. Mm -hmm. I triumph still. Right. I have the victory mm -hmm. because you overcame the grave. So will I. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So the original verse eight is actually all of the hymns final verse. Right. So whether there's four verses or five or three, this verse is always the end. And it's doing what a lot of hymns do at the end. It's pointing us to heaven. Mm -hmm. It's pointing us to an eternity with Jesus. Kelly, let's sing the original verse eight, mm -hmm. which is the final verse. And remembering the, these are the last words put on paper by our dying Henry Francis Light. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies heaven's morning breaks and earth's vain shadows flee in life in death O Lord I mean, I know we're singing it slow. I know, we are. But I can't imagine singing it any faster. I know, me too. I mean, those words are heavy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I picture him like on his deathbed singing this. Like on his deathbed, point me to the skies. In, look at that last line, the mm -hmm. very last line. Mm -hmm. In life, in, in death, death, oh Lord, abide, abide with, with me. This is written from somebody's perspective who knows that Jesus has been with him throughout his entire life and then will be with him through his entire mm -hmm. death, afterlife. I mean, so now, do you see, now that we have told you all about it and mm -hmm. analyzed mm -hmm. all of these words, 
Now you see why it was such a hymn of comfort after the 9-11 attacks. Literally 10 days later at Ground Zero, it was played. And all you listeners wanted to hear it this week. You wanted to hear it today on the anniversary of 9-11. And I hope that by hearing it, hearing about light, hearing about monk, and realizing how much of a comfort this hymn has been to generations of people, This is the hymn that we chose for today, that you chose for today. Thank you, everybody, for Mm -hmm. participating in the poll and bringing this to us. Who Mm -hmm. knows when we would have gotten to Abide With Me. Right. Well, let's share Rosemary's music. So we shared her playing the violin, Mm -hmm. but now let's hear her sing. She really is like this, I don't know, triple threat. I mean, the fact that she's so good on the violin, Mm -hmm. she's such a beautiful singer, and she plays piano. She is so talented. She really has this drive to keep the hymns Mm -hmm. alive. Mm -hmm. You can find her on YouTube. Yep. You can find her on social media. You can find her recordings all over. You can even get an autographed CD from our website. Mm -hmm. We'll share all of her information. Her music is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Of course, we already shared her playing on the hymn, God God will will take take care care of you. you. Way back. We way back. She was one of our first Mm -hmm. Christian musicians that we even shared because we didn't share other music at the beginning. She gave us permission to share her performance of God will take care of you. You can hear it on Spotify or iTunes, however you listen to podcasts. So it was episode 17. You can hear her sing and play God Will Take Care of You. We, we also shared her music on our, our playlist. Right. And talk about another hymn of hope and comfort. I know. God, God will, will take, take care, care of you. you. Yeah. Such a beautiful song. All right. Here's Rosemary Siemens and Abide, Abide With Me. me. Abide With Me Just not 
mean, I think this has to be one of the most beautiful marriage of words in music we've had. The music is so beautiful and it just goes so nicely with the words. Well, there's a harmonic power to it, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. not just a few chords, you yeah. know, here and there. I think he really does some nice things. Like you have some minor chord, right. chords in there right. and it gives it the depth and right. the weight it needs. Right. And hearing her, you know, with this piano, yeah, violin, yeah. or almost an orchestral sound. Mm-hmm. It just sounds so good. And she kept the tempo that we were yeah, doing. She was singing it, it slow. Nice and slow. Yeah. yeah, so I think that we all kind of want to sing it with some depth and some gravity. Yeah. It's not a fast song. So we're going to share all of Rosemary's mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on social media. I follow her. Yes, her do, two yeah. sons are super cute. She has two little boys. And she often goes home to her family farm in Canada. I think it's Manitoba. And she just has great content, beautiful, Mm. picturesque scenery on the farm. It's very, very sweet to see her family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Kelly, I mean, we're nearing the end of the episode. Do we have any hymn takes? I do. I do, too. Oh, wow. So... I wonder if we're the same. I don't think we are. Well, you don't? Because this hit me, and every time I hear it, it just gives me little goosebumpy moments. Let me hear it. Tell me. Well, I love in the first verse. Yeah. To me, this is what this hymn is all about. When Henry Francis Light writes, other helpers fail, Mm. comforts will flee, Mm -hmm. but Jesus is the help of the helpless. So there's two things going on there. So you might feel like nobody's around, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody's gone. Or you just feel like you can't really do anything. Mm. You are the helpless one. And Jesus is there for you. Mm. I love help of the helpless. Mm. And I think that that is so relatable for so many people, even, you know, in the light of what happened on 9-11, the survivors who were left, but also just in the light of life, people who feel like they're alone, people who feel like they, they are helpless, Well, Jesus says, I am here to help you. I mean, I look at Hebrews, Hebrews 13, verse six, this Mm. is the NIV, and the words totally go with what Light was trying to say. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. Mm. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to Mm. me? Yeah. There's nothing here on this earth that we will face Mm. that he can't face with us. Mm. I I hope that's a message that is resonating with our listeners today. Mm -hmm. All right. So my hymn take. Okay. I mean, I looked at these words all week and I really was drawn to verse five. So it's not the verse that is in our hymnal. We would never have heard these words unless we did this research. And the first two lines of the verse aren't really that great, but The last two lines I am just loving. He admits, he says, thou hast not left me oft as I left thee. On to the close, O Lord, abide with me. So there's a couple of things happening there. He is acknowledging that God has never left him. And that reminds me of that Footprints poem, you know, I know. But Jesus, you know, I saw when I was at my lowest, there's only one set of footprints that you left me all alone. And what does Jesus say in reply? You weren't alone. I was with you the whole time. I was carrying, carrying you. you. Yeah. And I know that's not from the Bible and that's just a beautiful poem. But this 
Abide With Me is a beautiful poem. God can use works of art that are created by mankind to give him glory. Mm -hmm. And that poem, Footprints, and this poem, Abide With Me, are perfect examples of that. These mere mortals, these men on earth, wrote such beautiful pieces. So I love that line, thou hast not left me oft as I left thee. I have definitely left you. And light is admitting it. Kelly, those words are are hard though. I mean, this is such old fashioned language. I mean, just say that one phrase, thou Thou hast hast not left me. me oft as, as I, I left, left thee. thee. I mean, it almost sounds like a tongue twister. I know, right? <laughs> but, and then going on to the next line, on to the close, oh mm. Lord, abide with me. And that that's just this beautiful, like poetic language, on to the close. And I think that's something Light did amazingly and beautifully in this hymn. It is about death, but it's also about life. Mm-hmm. It is lament, but it's also hope. And Finally, it is words of the Bible, God's holy word mixed with beautiful poetry. And sometimes, you know, if a song does too much on one end, we don't like it. Right. You know, oh, it's, it's it's like too poetic, too, too much, creative. Right? We don't really I, even understand what it's saying. Yeah, I need Bible. <laughs> yeah, I love this phrase, on to the close. And I had to kind of look it up. The close is symbolic of death. The close is the end of someone's life. And Henry Francis Light knew it. Knew, knew. He said, on to the close, abide with me. Yeah. I am approaching death, abide with me. I love that. And I think it's just this perfect mix of like poetry and truth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being a part of episode 88. This was a very special episode, which all of you had a part in. So thank Thank you. you. All right, we'll be back in two weeks for episode 89. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everyone. Keep singing. Bye.